Hello, Rangers, and welcome to Ranger Talks, the podcast that explores the things that make us proud to be Rangers, shared histories, as well as fun and interesting facts about each other. Our sixth interview today is a unique one in that it is with our podcast producer. Yes, the person behind the scenes, the one that drives the ship that makes the magic happen, is... Maria Lockway. Maria is a 7th and 8th grade band teacher here at Flams. Before that, she was a teacher here at Century Junior High School. For those of you not familiar, yes, we used to have two junior highs, and Maria was the band teacher at Century. Um, Maria is an appreciator of all things Forest Lake. You can often spot her at Forest Lake sporting events. You can see her supporting students both in and outside of the classroom. She truly is the, I think, you have to put her in the top four Ranger appreciators that are out there. The Mount Rushmore of Ranger appreciators. So, without further ado, here's the sixth interview for Ranger Talks, Maria Lockway. And welcome to episode six with Maria Lockway. Not only our band teacher, but actually the producer of Ranger Talks. Hi, Miss Lockway. How are you? Well, good afternoon. It's nice to be here. It's good to see you. A little bit strange to be on this end. It's a little odd because we always record together anyways, but the random number generator did select number 39. You do seem to say, were there any witnesses though? No witnesses were needed. I was the only witness that needed to be there. Your name was selected. So. Let's tell some stories. Let's tell some stories. Well, let's start off with the one we always start with, Ms. Lockway. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where did you grow up? Have you taught outside of Forest Lake before, outside of Minnesota? Tell us about yourself, Ms. Lockway. Go to the deep, dark moments of my past. I That's grew up right. in western North Dakota. I'm okay. a North Dakota girl at heart. Okay. Um, in the oil bust town of Williston, now the oil boom town of yeah. Williston. Um, but now I've spent more of my life in Forest Lake than those first 18 years in sure. Williston. Um, but moved steadily east as I went to college in Concordia Mo- College of Moorhead. Okay. And then from there, um, finished mid-year, and so uh, landed a long-term sub-position at Isanti Middle School sure. in the winter of 99, and then from there, um, landed my first very own real job at Forest Lake, which formerly known School of Central Junior High, which was the predecessor to Century Junior High, which is the predecessor to Flams. Okay. Well, that's when you've been around this long, there's lots of predecessors. Yeah, so... <laughs> Cambridge, Central, Century, Flams. Flams. Was it challenging starting off in a school that did not start with the letter C? Yes, yeah, right. Was that an adjustment I've for not you? It has not been a big deal for me. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad that you were yeah. able to, to yeah, work to through that. to make that, yeah. Yeah. So, so when you started um, here, obviously it was with junior highs, mm-hmm. and for, for those that are, are listening that are not knowing what junior highs are, that used to be seventh through ninth, ninth grade. Yeah. What's been one of the bigger changes of moving from a, mm-hmm. you know, seventh to ninth grade model to now with just seventh and eighth grade? What's how has that changed for you as a teacher? Mm, I loved a seventh, eighth, and ninth grade, but I loop. I've always looped with kids, mm. so to have that third year with them, sure, 
uh, was pretty special. You see, a, then you see, you know, then you think just how much you see between seventh and eighth grade growth, then add another year on top of that where they're becoming young adults and young musicians. So um, I miss, I miss most of those kids that I had as seventh, eighth, and ninth graders. If I still see them at Target, I can name them, right? Like you just have that depth of sure. connection with them. It's a little bit more of a challenge when it's just the two years and the quick stop. But, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, having ninth graders gave you a, a pause to like, kind of feel like you've gotten through something with kids that that middle school craziness where you know you they start with the innocence of seventh grade and then they morph into a eighth grader which has all sorts of challenges and hormonal craziness and stuff and then they like emerge as these young adults and you feel like you've really been part of a transformation. Well, it's it's pretty crazy thinking about how you would start with students who are just starting middle school, well, again, mm-hmm. back then, junior mm-hmm. high, but just starting and nervous about transitioning from elementary and, oh, my gosh, I'm in this big building. Mm-hmm. And then when they leave, some of them are on the cusp of getting their temporary life. I was just going to say, they're, cu- they're know, talking about when they're taking their permit test yeah. in class and things like that. Yeah. That's... So I definitely miss, I miss ninth graders. Sure. Uh, but not enough to go teach at the high school. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> You are a middle school person at heart. Now, did yes. you always know? Um, did you always know middle school was the place you wanted to be? Because when it comes to licensure and, and teaching, it's a little bit different for music than than for other content mm-hmm. areas. So, why why middle school? Like, what drew you to yeah. education generally? So when I finally decided I wanted to be a teacher after that first round of education classes where I thought those were the dumbest things I'd ever taken, (laughs) sitting around and talking about being a teacher, what a weird thing, but finally came to my senses my senior year of college, you know, just about the time it is to graduate. It's like, huh, maybe I should revisit this. But I have a very vivid memory of being in a night class. So it was like, I think it was like a mix of human resources and drug education and I think it might have even been taught by J.P. Jacobson's dad. He was one of my professors. No yeah. Um, but there was like a guest speaker brought in to just talk to us about middle school teaching. And it, I almost feel like it was like a recruitment, like a trying to sell, like, you should really think about this. This could be fun for you. Yeah. But I had, I just had definite, and it, this is the sort of the story of my life. I had definitely gut, definite gut feelings and like physical, emotional responses to those conversations and those stories. And um, that's the first time I was like, I think that's me. I think middle school is where where I meant to be. And when I think about, at the time when I thought about, I was a camp counselor in the summers. And when I thought about my favorite weeks of the summer, it was with 7th, 8th, and ninth graders, you know, that, that middle. So, yeah, I'm... It's a good fit for me, I guess. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, uh-huh. uh, but you kind of have it in your blood to teach music. I do, and I tried so long and so you hard. Tried to, I tried to stay my away. My parents are both music teachers. My dad was a band teacher, fifth through twelfth grade band teacher, and then my mom taught elementary music and piano and voice lessons. So yes, uh, family of music educators. And when I desperately wanted to go off to Concordia College as a senior, my mom said, well, you know, you can't afford to go to Concordia College and come out a teacher. Like, you're going to have too much debt. So, and I was like, don't worry, I'm not going to be a teacher. And I'm not going to study music either. Everybody thought, oh, yeah, you'll study music. And then I got there, and then I took uh, a music 101 to cross off, you know, some core 
core competencies or whatever. Sure. And then just was like, well, this is just kind of really easy and I enjoy it. So Concordia had a music major. So I just pursued that. But I still was like, not, not, I'm not going to be a teacher. I am going to do something way grander. I have, so I had a psychology major as well. Okay. Um, and then I just sort of got deeper and deeper into it. And I had a horn professor that kept poking at me saying, why, why aren't you doing this? Like, uh, this makes no sense. Why aren't you considering this? And it was always because there's got to be something greater than what my parents did, you know, hmm. something grander out there. Something, yeah, something yeah. different. There's yeah. something to wanting to forge your own path. Right, or then... like, like just not do what everybody expects that you would do, like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, uh, I've, I've ruined the Concordia thing so much for my parents, the, the being a poor teacher that I added an extra year and a half of tuition because I was so late to decide. So not only was I, you can't afford to be a teacher coming out of Concordia, you can't afford to be a teacher coming out of Concordia after an extra year and a half of tuition. But, you know, but at the same time, there is something to figuring out what, what you're meant Mm -hmm. to do, Mm -hmm. you know, finding what is going to be your, Mm -hmm. be your passion. And just because it, comes naturally or easy to you doesn't mean it, it shouldn't be what you're called and meant to do like it to totally. me it just felt like well this is something that's part of my family life this right. is what I like to do for fun sort of like I I never imagined you know people maybe think that they want to be professional basketball players because they love playing basketball but I never saw music as something I thought I should do professionally but yeah. so here I am 24 years later so music's always kind of been a, a part of your life mm-hmm. Absolutely. whether it was yeah you know, parents now, would they play at home often as well? I'm assuming there was music There's in the house. There's music in the home all the time. My mom had a piano studio, so she was always teaching lessons. Sure. Um, um, and my, we always had lessons, but the legacy is like beyond my parents and just with my extended family. I mean, my, my grandparents are both musical. My grandma Mary was a nursing home administrator, and she had us dragging down there every Christmas Eve to do carols and perform, you know, just like using our skills, um, church musician, lots of church activity with music. Um, yeah, so it's just kind of everywhere. And a lot of what my parents do together as, you know, a parental couple, marital couple, like their hobbies were around music. So we were always sitting in the front row at some concert, watching our parents in the local concert corral or city band concert or, or that kind of stuff. So yeah. It's just kind of is. At a Springsteen show. Yeah, not quite. Most of North Dakota, you have to drive a long way to get to a Springsteen show. You know, I didn't know. Maybe he made a swing through Williston on the the river tour. Who knows? You know. Gotcha. So what's, now this question, I always, I feel like I always kind of changed it a little bit depending Mm -hmm. on, on who we're talking to, but what's one lesson that your job has taught you that you think you should learn, that everybody should learn at some point in life and Maybe the better way to say it is, what's one thing that being involved in music has mm-hmm. has taught you, either as a teacher or as a former student, um, you know, as a as the daughter of mm-hmm. music educators as well. What's something that music can teach people that people may not know? Um, I would say, or music education, or being a music educator has taught me that everyone should know um, that it's okay to just be in the moment and have mm. things happen and respond to them yeah. and that you're not going to be able to plan for every circumstance that you're going to hear or see. Um, like as a music educator, 
I can sit down and plan every minute of a class period and think this is the way it's going to go. And then you step in front of a group of kids and it's absolutely, you end up in a whole different direction. Um, and being able to respond in the moment and appreciate that and not get caught up that, but that's not what I planned. That's not right. what it, you know, that was, so a little bit of like living in the moment um, and being okay with things ending up differently than you thought they were going to. Um, and maybe not taking yourself so seriously in that whole process. For sure. You know, it's funny. It, it kind of reminds me, I was reading something recently, and the it was actually about a golfer. Mm -hmm. And it was a advice piece. But he the best advice he had said he had ever got was, be where your feet are. Mm -hmm. Where if you're, if you're in class, be in class. Mm -hmm. If you're at home, be at home. But focus on, on what's present and, and right in front of you and enjoy the experience because, yeah, it doesn't always go to plan. Mm -hmm. It doesn't always look the way it, you think it's going to going in, but more often than not, it's going to be the reward of... Right, and there's something beautiful in whatever whatever happens there, absolutely. right? Yeah, yeah. And that's, I think, one of the coolest parts about music is all of a sudden somebody does something and you think, whoa! Yeah, where'd that come from? Where? Or I did not expect that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay, you ready for some this or that? <laughs> yeah, sure, why so not? So you think you know some of these questions because you've heard them uh -huh, before. Uh -huh. I already know salsa. In here. <laughs> oh, no, that one. Not. We're skipping that one. So we'll start because it's, I feel like, kind of timely. Okay. Given the weather outside and how it's looking and all that. Winter or summer? Um, Summer. Okay. Time to travel. Yes. Be outside. I grew up with parents who were teachers, which meant a lot of road trips and experiencing things and sure. connecting with people. And so summer to me is just a time, that freedom. Okay. Yeah. So that was your softball question to mm -hmm. get you warmed up and okay. feel comfortable. Now I'm going to ask you some that you were not ready for. And actually a couple of these were some uh, student questions. Oh, really? I'm starting to ask oh, students, no. hey, okay. I've got this interview oh. coming up. And so some of these are student questions. You're not so I'll let this you... by your producer. No, I haven't. No, I haven't. That's part of the surprise. Okay. Um, okay, so the first one. This was not a student question. This is a me question. Okay. Beatles or Rolling Stones? Beatles. Really? Yeah. Um, I well, I could probably rattle off more Beatles tunes than Rolling Stones. Okay. Um, like Satisfaction would probably be the only Rolling Stones sure. tune I could say. But Beatles, you've got, you know, Yesterday, Hey Jude... I want Yellow to hold submarine. your hand. Twist and shark. Yellow Submarine, oh, an eighth grade band classic. Classic. Yeah, yeah. And um, big time, my parents are big, my mom's big time, you know, her generation, Beatles yeah. era. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is a student question. Okay. Country or rap? Oh, gosh. If you had Do to you pick one. Do you remember where I grew up? You know, Western North Dakota. I didn't know. I didn't even know there was anything but country music until I was <laughs> 18 years old. Okay. So, yeah, uh, I would say country and rap. Uh, there's just too many words that fly by too fast, and, like, I can't catch all those. There's no way for me to really sing along to rap. Sure. So. Okay. All right. Yeah. Country it is. Country it is. Um, another one from students. Do you have a favorite instrument to play? Um, they, they often ask me that in class, and... Uh, I guess, favorite instrument, I guess I play the piano the most okay. and have find the most use and the ability to collaborate with, with people on that. 
Um, but, yeah, and that's probably the one I'm most skilled at besides my French horn, but that horn sits in the corner most of the year, and I, I get most of my music done with playing. So And I like to sing, too. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Good instruments. Okay. <laughs> um, if you weren't a band teacher, ooh, ooh. would you rather teach science or social studies? Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say, what would you be? And then I'd be like, I have no idea. <laughs> nope. Would science I rather te- teach science or social studies? Probably... Um, social studies, because of the, the the interest I would have in people and cultures and places. And science is a lot of detailed management of, like, lab supplies and yeah. charts and specific, specific things. things. Yes, yeah. that I could see, like, we have a running joke around here about how many things I can break and explode when Jake Matheson's not around. <laughs> and I think me in a science lab... Working with chemicals or whatever, Could I be. would probably be pulling the shower nozzle. Oh, there you go. <laughs> the yeah. eye rinser more times than not. There you go. <laughs> so okay. social studies. Okay. Um, and then last question that I have for you: favorite concert you've ever been to, or favorite like music oh. event? Um, I love Broadway theater musicals. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, so those are some of my favorite things to go to. Um. Uh, so what pops in my head is um, my experience of going to see Hamilton in oh. Chicago um, with friends, and that's been like four or five years ago now. But just that experience—not only of the like the cultural phenomenon that is Hamilton, but yeah. just the how it was sort of groundbreaking in its time with oh my gosh, its yeah. genre of music and the way Lin Manuel Miranda incorporated rap into Broadway music scene, and how you could learn so much about history of our country that you never knew before and who knew anything about Alexander Hamilton prior and just, yeah, how it was just, it was like, it was just like a holy yeah. experience. Yeah. Yeah. To, well, he made yeah. social studies cool. He some did. of us knew, some of us <laughs> yeah, knew about knew. Mr. Hamilton, <laughs> but he made yes. it cool and acceptable yeah. to, to yeah. geek out about social uh-huh. studies. Stuff, yeah. Which is, you're awesome. like, oh, I never knew that. Wow. And if we can ever get him on the podcast, I'd love to ask him. He's a huge West Wing fan as well, so I'd have to ask You'd him have some, us some West Wing yeah. questions. Yeah. Um, okay. So, Miss Lockway, the big question, the, the big finale. Thing. If you could go back and give your middle school mm-hmm. self in Williston, North Dakota, one piece of advice, what would it be? And it can't just be, don't be afraid to be a music teacher. <laughs> what piece of advice do you think you'd give yourself? Um, I would tell little 7th grade Maria Lockway um, to not take herself so seriously and not be so uptight at the 7th grade dance. To get out there and have some fun. <laughs> yes. And to to let loose and dance the way you want to, but you're anxious about it because of the whole dynamics of boys and girls sure. and all of that stuff. So I would say just like, just dance. Absolutely. Maria, just dance. Just dance. I yeah. like it. Okay. Now you couldn't get me off a dance floor, but in seventh grade. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't going to happen. Yeah, and just, I don't know, just that, that I was paralyzed by that that moment of what else was going on. So I, that's, sure. I guess, the bigger lesson is, like, just don't be paralyzed by what you think yeah. is going on here. Just do what you want to do. Being comfortable in your mm-hmm. own skin. We've, mm-hmm. we've had a number of people on uh-huh. this yes, that, it have, seems that to have be the, talked about that. The thing that. about middle school is, like, to just... Just not take yourself so seriously and quit worrying about it and just be you. For sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you, Mark, for coming out of the podcast. <laughs> Did I this reveal any deep, dark secrets? No, this was, gr- this was wonderful. <laughs> you're, you're always a part of them. Yes, yes. But but this was really, really fun. So, yeah. Well, awesome. thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you, number 39. I'll edit out all the weird laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> Thank you, Miss Lockwood. You're welcome. Ranger Talks is a production of Forest Lake Area Schools. Tune in next time to hear more stories from the people around Ranger Nation who make excellence for every student, every day, possible. Ranger Talks is produced by Maria Lockway. Editing, production, sound engineering assistance done by Jake Matheson and John Guidry. Our theme song was written, performed, and produced by Grayson DeWolf, Forest Lake alumni. I'm Sam Van Hefty, and you've been listening to Ranger Talks.